turn myself. There we go. Well, it's good to see you. Easter Sunday. Yep, Easter Sunday. And it's so good to see each of you. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter 24. Luke, chapter 24, and I'd like to begin reading in verse 1. Luke, chapter 24, begin reading in verse 1. Give you a moment to find that. I know some of you have got it memorized. Some of y'all are sitting in the wrong place. Brian, you're in the wrong spot. But that's okay. It's okay. All right. Luke chapter 24, beginning with verse 1. It says, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the men. He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, it is necessary that the Son of Man be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and rise on the third day. And they remembered his words. Verse 9. Returning from the tomb, they reported all these things to the eleven and all to the rest. And Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them were telling the apostles these things. But these words seemed like nonsense to them, and they did not believe the women. Peter, however, got up, ran to the tomb, And when he stooped to look in, he saw only the linen cloths. And so he went away amazed at what had happened. Now that same day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. Together they were discussing everything that had taken place. And while they were discussing and arguing, Jesus himself came near and began to walk along with them. But they were prevented from recognizing him. Then he asked them, What is this dispute that you're as you are walking? And they stopped walking and looked discouraged. But look at verse 18. The one named Cleophas answered him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem? who doesn't know the things that have happened there these days. If you look at that verse, I find it interesting, because the person Cleophas is talking to right now, in that passage of Scripture, is Jesus Christ. Okay? And if anybody knew what was going on that day, Jesus knew. But isn't it amazing to you, and and, and I know it is to me, Even though we have been preaching Jesus on the cross and that he was buried, he preached that he has risen again. As we have preached that, there are still people walking along the road today and they don't have a clue. 
Have you seen that? Maybe someone in your family. Even though they have been around you, they know that Easter is important to you. They know, they know all these things, but it's just like it's another day. I was in a place of business this week, and someone was mentioning to the owner that she needed to arrange her schedule on Friday because her kids would be out of school. And he said, what do you mean your kids are out of school? What holiday is it now? He had no clue that it was Good Friday. You know, sometimes even ourselves, we can get ourselves, you know, tied up. Or maybe that's not the word. Maybe we can get ourselves so involved in things that we don't even know what's going on ourselves sometimes, do we? Kevin Holland shared at the... the Good Friday service of a local businessman who was all enthusiastic to come to the service. And Kevin got this call early Friday morning uh, about 645 and says, man, where is everybody? I can't find y'all. Well, the Good Friday service was at seven in the evening, not seven in the morning. Or that's like we had a youth lock-in on Thursday and someone brought Preston cookies on Friday, which he didn't complain, because of the lock-in that they thought was Friday. You know, sometimes, aren't we like that? Sometimes we're so busy in things that, that a lot of times we're kind of like, what's going on? What's going on? And for others, we're saying, what do you mean what's going on? You don't know what's going on. In this passage of Scripture, I want us to be reminded that Jesus, he knows what's going on. I think the question, do we know what's going on? And, and sometimes we think we do, but, but do we truly know what's going on? One of the people that I look back at, I, I wonder, do you think Pontius Pilate knew what was going on? He was the Roman governor. He was the prefect in, Ju- in Judea. He was the one responsible in the Roman government to make a decision when a decision had to be made. He questioned Jesus Christ. Jesus didn't say much to him. But here was a person that, that maybe looked at Jesus just as a troublemaker. Maybe he just looked at him as that, man, here's just one more problem for me. Because, you see, for Pontius Pilate, he was in one of those positions. The Roman government told him what to do. But he also had to deal with all the Jews that he had in his district. He knew that if some way he had to pacify them, but also pacify Rome. And he found it very hard at times. The Jews wanted certain things done. The Sanhedrin wanted certain things done. They, they wanted certain things done. And, and Pilate was trying to keep a peace. But did Pilate know what's truly going on? You know, he, he asked the guards to stand watch over the tomb to make it secure. Because there were those that said, you know, you, you know Pilate, you, be, you better be careful. Because, you know, those disciples might come in the middle of the night and take out Jesus. And then, you know, we'll have problems. And, and so, but Pilate... Did he have any idea that he was sending to the cross the Savior of the world? 
You see, Pilate was not royal blood. He, he hadn't you know, received anything special. It was just in his life, the position that he had. But you know something? Even though Pilate had Jesus Christ scourged or whipped, and even though Pilate had him taken to the cross, I don't know about you, but did you realize that Pilate could not destroy Jesus? There have been many people who have tried to destroy Jesus, but Pilate could not. But you know, I thought of another person who tried to destroy Jesus, and that was King Herod. Remember when Jesus was born? He had heard that there was going to be a child. And so we find that he thought, I'll take care of this. He had all the children in that area of his kingdom killed in a certain age, thinking, I will take care of this. I will destroy. But he thought he could do that. But did he really know what was happening? Have you noticed that if God's in charge or if God is in the plan, man don't really stand a chance. But amen to that, right? And so even Herod didn't know really what was happening. But another group, I don't think really knew what was happening. And that was Mary Magdalene and and the other Marys. Because when I say I don't really think they knew what was happening because they took the time to spend, spend money and, and get spices and, and go to the tomb to what? To finish the burial process. Did they really go believing that he was alive? By their actions and by what they carried, they did not. Did they really understand what was going on? You think, well, if it was the Marys, they, the Marys, <laughs> they should have known. But even people that close, it, it shows us today that, you know, sometimes we take it for granted. We, we sometimes take it for granted. Well, you know, the preacher's son or the preacher's daughter, they know everything in Scripture. Or we think, well, the deacon's son, you know, we have these different things, the deacon's son or the deacon's daughter. Or certain people, we say, well, you know, they, they're at church all the time. You know, they, they know everything. We, we make these assumptions. But I look in our world today, and there are still so many people that do not have an understanding of Jesus Christ. And I even wonder in our churches today, do we truly have a clear understanding of Jesus Christ? You know, I think sometimes we get a certain Amount. We, we satisfy ourselves to a certain point. Okay, I know enough about Jesus to get by. You know how you, we sometimes studied for tests? And we say, well, if I can just get by, I'll be okay. But you know, this morning, as Tara has led us in, 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 in this wonderful music, and, and, and if you didn't like it, don't blame her because I picked them. You know, we, we sing this music and it excites us, hopefully. But you know, do we really know? Do we, do we really strive to even know more about Christ? The Marys, they, they came down and they were weeping and, and, and then they went back and they, they did what? They went back to the disciples. Now you would say, well, they know what's going on. The men know what's going on. 
Peter ran out of there as soon as he heard Mary share what was happening. He ran out of there and he went down there. And when he saw that empty tomb, he, he didn't know what to do. You see, even the disciples didn't know what was happening. Even though Jesus had shared with them about his resurrection and had shared with them that he would be coming again. Even the disciples were wondering. But I ask ourselves this morning. Do we know what's happening here on earth today? Do we know what is happening? You know, one of the things that maybe we don't understand is that we don't we don't know that that his resurrection gives assurance of the judgment. Because you see, in Acts 17, 31, it says, because he has set a day when he's going to judge the world in righteousness. By the man he has appointed, he has provided proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. We need to realize that as Jesus died on that cross and as he was raised from the dead, uh, we, we need to understand all the things that go with that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 17, it says, if if and if Christ had not been raised, your faith is worthless. You are still in your sin. You see, Jesus Christ died for my sin and for your sin. And, and, and we need to realize that in, in Christ and in, in with him doing that. That should change our lives because he has made it possible for us to live with him. You know, sometimes in life we are. <laughs> do, you, do you ever have any. What I call those clueless moments. It it seems like sometimes when we get a little older, we have more of them. Or at least I'm finding that for myself. My wife will ask me something, and I'll just say sometimes, Kathy, I I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I have to be careful when I say it that way sometimes because I can get myself in trouble. Because it's like, what do you mean you don't know what I'm talking about? But, you know, sometimes I am just clueless. I'm surprised Preston didn't give that an amen. But, uh, uh, you know, we, we find ourselves sometimes in certain things. And, you know, people, people think, well, they know everything. And, so, you know, we don't, do we? But one of the things that really, you think about it. One of the things that we really need to know is that what does the death of Jesus Christ truly mean? And when we think about that, he died for all mankind. He paid the price for sin once and for all. And he gave his victory over death. Yes, we still have to die, but we do not die alone. He's given his victory over death. And so one of the things that that we need to see that in our text, this one that was walking with them, as Jesus was walking with these believers, Who was teaching them scripture? Jesus was. They were, quote, the wise one. And Jesus, he's just a stranger, but they didn't know who he was. But what was he doing? You see, one of the things we need to do today is not, we don't need to be sharing our opinion. We need to be sharing the word of God. Because the word of God stands fast. The word of God is that rock. 
And so we need to see today that we need to be teaching our fellows, friends, and people that we work with. We need to be teaching them scripture. Now, you don't have to get out your big black Bible and hit them over the head two or three times to do that. But, you know, as we quote scripture and we share what it means, and they'll say, well, why? Then start talking to them how God died for us. But also we find that as Jesus was walking along with these two gentlemen, he walked along in a fellowship with them. Now, I have to be perfectly honest. There, there are some days, some evenings, and my wife says, let's go to this gathering. And I'm just kind of wanting to be by myself. Okay? I, it's like I don't want to be around people at that moment. Now, that's not good for a pastor to say, but that's not all the time. That's just certain times. But, you know, Jesus walked along the way in fellowship with them. He didn't waste an opportunity. Even though they were the ones that had been in Jerusalem and knew, so-called, what was going on, Jesus took that fellowship time and used it wisely. It is a reminder to us. Sometimes we don't want to make the effort, but Jesus puts some things there right in front of us. But also we find that as Jesus was with these two men, he did something else. And we use the the Baptist term sometimes. He he broke bread with them. In other words, he had a meal with them. They invited him to stay. Having a meal, breaking bread, fellowshipping with one another. Those are some of the things that that we need to do today because there are people that they they feel like they know what's going on, but we need to remind them, not out of a a position, well, I know it all and you know nothing, not out of that, but out of a love for God. You remember what Romans 10, 17 says? You do, probably. But in Romans 10, 17, it says, So faith comes from what is heard, And what is heard comes through the message about Jesus Christ. Guys, we we celebrate this Easter and we celebrate the resurrection and we we celebrate our Lord living again. We, We need to share that. We need to take opportunities to break bread with people, have communion, that time together. We need to walk with people, have fellowship with them. Sometimes we find through that process, we find through that process that, that people come to find out about the true Savior. In our world today, we say that we can't do this and we can't do that, but we still can assemble ourselves in the presence of God. I know some say, well, preacher, I can't pray in certain places. But there are other places that do not stop us. We need to share what's going on. Because in our world today, in all different levels, people are asking that, you know, I just don't understand. What's, what's going on? I don't know. Owen, a lot of times, has little phrases that he shares with us. And I can't remember if this is one of them. It sounds like him. Is hold up, what's going on? It just sounds like one of his phrases, doesn't it, Connie? Is that one of your phrases? <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. I, I, I. Thank you, Owen. <laughs> but you know, sometimes when we don't know what's going on, sometimes we realize we don't. And sometimes we might even be embarrassed that we don't. But guys, when it comes to our Lord Jesus Christ, we don't need to be embarrassed. We need to share and let them know that Jesus lives and that he wants to be Lord of their life and the importance of that. But, you know, in life, sometimes we find ourselves, man, I don't know what's going on. But let's not be left out when it comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let's not be left out of that. That's one area we need to dig in and find out. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we are grateful for this day. And Lord, as you raise the question to these men, what is going on? And they were discussing the events that took place in Jerusalem. And they were even there, but they weren't sure. Lord, may we find today that in your word, we can find the truth. We can find out what's going on. Lord, your word shares that with us as clear as we need it, Lord. And I pray that we would look to your word to know what's going on. Lord, I just ask this in your son's name. Amen.